to enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense. Where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Mosquito Headquarters in Austin, Texas. This is the Art of Fighting BS podcast. Brain chips in the trick. Chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. Necessarily rewarding. You are fake news. Come on, science is interesting. You don't agree, you can fuck off. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the very last episode of the official Art of Fighting BS podcast for the year 2020 in the Common Era. Now, in stereo. I am your subcompetent host, Sub Messenger, and this evening, starring Frost, we attempt to put a coda on the shitstorm that has been the last 365 days. Happier New Year to all. I mean, it's the end of the year. Shit has been terrible for everyone. Um, and uh, let's just, I don't know. We need to ruminate on that for a bit. I don't know. Do you, do you have any specific thoughts? Well, I mean, everything that uh, could go wrong pretty much went wrong this year. And uh, we, we spent a lot of time chasing a lot of those threads to uh <laughs> but uh you know you know i think it really sums it up we don't have it uh on the stream right now but um we have a, a video background which is literally a dumpster in a flooded river yeah and uh, that pretty much sums up the entire year right yeah that's right and it's on fire so that's that's the key yeah and, and it's on fire yeah you know i actually use that because at work uh at the lab we um the, uh, the IT people are assholes, so uh, the screen times out after, like, five minutes. So we'll have a lot of our, our lab benches set up with dual screens, so you can verify, uh, like, re results from specimens that came in that you put on the automated analyzer and you're checking shit. But if you walk away and nothing pops up, after five minutes it locks, so you have to log in with your obnoxiously complicated password, because HIPAA. So, <laughs> but... If you set up one of those monitors with a um, a video full screen, it doesn't lock. And so I have been, since I've been in the lab, setting it up with that 10-hour loop <laughs> of the dumpster just rolling. And, you know, a physician will walk in and you'll see the shit that looks at it and they're like, yeah. And that, yeah. So it, it's Yeah, it's that's pretty hard. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's been a shit show at work, but I try not to mix work in, in this because... I don't want people to know where I work. Right, yeah. So, um, But you do do stuff. I do things. Stuff and things. You do things. Involve, like, yeah, COVID-y shit. Um, yeah. Of the people in our orbit and, you know, uh, Dr. Goldsmith, Jason, he's uh, obviously much more of the expert on this shit than I am. But, yeah, I, you know, we, we get the specimens. I am probably covered in COVID a good chunk of the day. So it's it's good times. So yeah, good times, good times. Yeah. It looks good on you, actually. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's nice. It's a little red. It's kind of it thinned out your cheeks a little, a little bit. Flush. And... Yeah, it's a, it's a vascular <laughs> disease, so it, it brings a little redness to your cheeks. You know, women pay for that. They, it's like they put stuff to make their cheeks blush out, but you know, yeah, and then 
You know, yeah, well, I noticed the, the dark circles under your eyes are, are not so bad today. You know, the other day, okay, so I know you, you thought you'd piss me off when you said that. <laughs> so I, I showed up, and I'll, I'll just bring it out because it was funny. Uh, I showed up in one of our 5G Corona, do I have one around here? Uh, uh, the the Karen mask? Karen, yeah, Karen repellent mask. And it had shrunk because I washed it. So it had pushed all my freaking eyeballs up in there. And it took me a minute to figure out why you said that. You said, dude, you kind of need Botox. And I was like, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm in my 40s, so I'm not going to, you know, I can't be upset about that because, fuck, I'm not 20 anymore. But, man, um, no, it, it took me a second to figure that out. And then, did you see it? Oh, man, it's hanging from my door. I would go get it. I, I have one of those, um, uh, it says it's Spaceballs. Spaceballs is a face mask. Mask. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awesome. I need um, one of those. Yeah, I, Save one a, for me. Yeah, I got it off Etsy. Uh, actually, I... Someone I know that, um, uh, um, yeah, uh, damn it. I, I'm drawing a blank now, but, um, writer ha- hosts uh, a pod, podcastle. Yeah, 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 Setsu. She, um, well, I think she goes by they, cause, you know, she's, yeah. Proper pronouns, yeah. Um, actually, I don't, I never really pride it. I don't give a fuck. It's Setsu. So, I mean, it's Setsu is Setsu. So, I never really examined what and i guess it's not relevant so but when trying to describe somebody it's helpful to have pronouns so i guess we'll use they but um yeah had one setsu had one on um on her is fuck man this is hard it's hard to try <laughs> and give a shit it really is yeah. I mean, I, and i guess i i really not to just go off the rails on a, the trans issue out of nowhere here but it takes effort to try and not piss people off um and I think there needs to be a happy medium between people getting pissed off because some asshole is just like, you know, purposely misgendering somebody, you know, calling a, a trans woman, sir, that kind of thing. Um, and then there, there's on the other side, just getting pissed off because someone's just kind of a dumbass and, and fucking it up. Like I, I may have just done in that whole diatribe that I just did. So. Well, you- so, you know, I mean, if you're if you're so sensitive that you're going to take offense that somebody doesn't recognize your correct pronoun when you haven't done anything proactively to to do that. Yeah. So this is a new thing. And I've noticed this, um, like if you go to LinkedIn or you go to Facebook or something like that, people are actually putting their pronouns like in parentheses next to their your username or their their real name so that you you know how to address them correctly. And that. That also kind of seems overly sensitive to me. It okay, right? Like I've had to explain to me what that is, and it's not that you're saying somebody needs help figuring out what your gender is, because you know, I mean, if if I had pronoun, have I? I mean, my pronouns are pretty easy. Your our pronouns are pretty easy to guess, but it's also a sign of solidarity with people that need to put them in. That's how it was explained to me, and I kind of get it. It's and I'm okay with that. If you want to do that and you want to show, okay, cool. I mean, wave a trans flag and, you know, I put your little circle fucking Facebook profile picture that says I support. And you want to do that? Cool. Cool. All right. Cool. I get it. It's when people start discriminating against those who don't do that because they're like, well, you're not showing solidarity with us. That's when it becomes kind of fucking Maoist in a way. You know, where, like, yeah. either with the cultural revolution or we're going to, you know, shoot you in the fucking street. 
And yeah, that that seems un, un, unnecessary and, and 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 not very tolerant. I would yeah. say. Yeah, it's for, for people that are looking for tolerance, it's so hard. And I, it's funny how we ended up on this issue out of nowhere. But <laughs> Setsu is an amazing person. Uh, fucking quit Facebook because of all the bullshit, which I, I totally get. But that the only reason I know of Setsu, and I'm just gonna say Setsu because you know, fuck, I, I'm not. I will fuck up the pronouns. I will bumble that. And, um, I, we got into this thing because apparently the science fiction community is full of fucking assholes, and it's just. Any fandom that takes shit too seriously is full of assholes. And there's this, this one person that was just needling Setsu and fucking with them. And, you know, and you know me, if I see a, a social media fight, I'm like, oh, I got to get in there. I've got to just. And yeah, so um, I don't want to mention the guy by name because, you know, he's such a little dick energy motherfucker that he will um, he'll just you pop a two inch erection over just being mentioned. <laughs> So I'm not mentioning uh, this dude, but yeah, it, it was great. And then it, it was one of those rare internet moments where a lot of people of multiple backgrounds dogpiled on. That's how, this is how I know Steve Mix too, because they're friends. They're, they're both Bay area people. And so this, oh, really? this is where I first met Steve Mix and we're, and we hit it off. We were just like high five tag team and you know, this, this, this fuckwit. And it, it was glorious. And I, to this day, I wish I had recorded or screenshotted, kept the receipts on that. So yeah, it, it was great. Anyway, uh, we're way the fuck off topic, but yeah, be cool. Don't, don't be addicted to trans people. Yeah. Well, we don't really have a topic, but, uh, I just want to point out cause somebody's going to point this out. Uh, so my, uh, pop screen, I have it on the back side of the microphone. These are directional microphones that I have here. Yeah. But the reason I put the pop screen on the back is to uh, eliminate any kind of echo that's coming off the bare wall that you can't see behind here. Smart. So um, since I already have the um, yeah. uh, thingamajoozy on there, uh, that's why I have the pop screen in the back is just to try and eliminate any kind of echo that might be coming through. So yeah. I'm not a complete idiot, just uh, partially. Yeah, I know. I feel like I should be looking at the camera. Does that seem... Fucking intrusive, because I'm, I'm... Well, no, so I moved, yeah, so I moved, uh, I moved uh, your video so that it's basically right under my camera, so I'm basically oh, you're, you're kind of looking at the camera, so I'm kind of looking at you, looking right. at me. Yeah, yeah I'm trying yeah, not yeah. to fuck this up, because I, I haven't even looked over at Twitch and what's showing. Um, we're we're totally not trying to be pro-streaming people here right now. Uh, we're we're going to get the kinks worked out and then maybe get fancy with this. But we don't even have a, a Patreon or anything. If you want to if you want to support Bullshito, then you're going to have to go to the website, to the forums, and upgrade your forum membership, which we just launched the other day. And I'm not even sure if it's working. Um, it's like $3.99 a month. So, woo, that, that's our plug. Man, I'm not good at that. Yeah, well, that's a great plug. Do we have any merch? Still on sale? No, no, because we're out of it. No, we're all out. We're, we're all out of it. We all don't right. do that to make money. And I actually saw a meme going around the other day, and it made me feel bad because we do have merch, and um, every now and then, and we definitely don't make money on it. Like half the time, we lose it. And it's just a matter of just letting people who are in our community have shit that has our shit on it. You know, so we almost sell it at cost. I think I made like two or three bucks off of a shirt and the, the, these hats, <laughs> these hats were straight up just, yeah, that was a wash between shipping and everything. So what, whatever it's, it's not about that. And 
eventually when we turn over to be a nonprofit, it will be even less about that. So, but, um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, about that. I like our plans for the future. Um, um, not, not so much as they are plans, but we have some ideas on how we want to, to grow, uh, this movement in this community. And, uh, so this Frost is and in the thing kind of take, I get to point out that I, I have an open challenge to fight Alex Jones. Oh yeah, sure. Because hey, he's I, local. I, I will, I will punch him in his stupid fucking face. Uh, you know, you and he kind of look alike. Oh come on, no! That guy looks like, <laughs> I, last last time when we were talking to um, I think well, it was just me that was talking to Jason. So um, yeah, I said he looked like a uh, a sack filled with Christmas ham in July or something like that. And, and so I need to come up with more things because dude, he, he looks like he's red faced from. What I am guessing without any, so this is not libelous, but I'm look, he looks like an alcoholic based on the, sure. the, the vascularity of the face, the, yeah, that, that whole thing. And he, he's a walking heart attack. So it would not be fair. It would be like beating up on a 200 something pound toddler. But I mean, it would also be hilarious because it would be like beating up on a 200 something pound toddler. So, I mean, we, uh, we we ought to just put a uh, hedgehog on him again. Oh God! Wait, was it him that? Were, yeah, it was hedgehog. They tangle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hedgehog uh, grabbed his microphone and ran off with it. Oh, we've got to get him on the show. I know he hates me for making fun of his. I don't know. He was doing. He that guy got in some crazy shit, and the last exchange we had, it was I, I called him out on. He was. Try because because he's a he's a bi dude he's like or gender fluid or something like this right I mean cool as shit or gen, well whatever he just doesn't give a he'll screw anybody so but he um he's like that and he's he promotes tolerance and that kind of thing but he was also doing this thing where he was getting into radical Islam at the time so really I, yeah no, no. I, I missed I totally missed that I I mean maybe he was just flirting with it or whatever and this is. This is on some social media site, not not Bullshito. And so I, I pointed out the inconsistency inconsistencies with that thing. And um yeah, he, he got mad, called me like some fucking Sam Harris clone or something. And you know, like, okay, yeah, that like that's an insult. But it's like I mean, I don't want to look like Sam Harris because I think I'm better looking than Mr. Zen Stiller, but dude is sharp, so I, I can't yeah, talk shit about that. He's he's literally a neuroscientist. So, so anyway, we do have video. It's somewhere on the forums. Uh, it's definitely on YouTube. Of, uh, it, no, I, I mean you can you can find it. Just uh, go on YouTube and look for um, like uh, uh, you know, Steel's microphone. Oh, you know, okay. yeah. something like that. You know, it, it's pretty easy to find. And he used to do that shit. I mean, Austin's. I mean, we're a weird nexus for people that don't know about Austin. I mean, yeah, Austin's weird and, you know, Joe Rogan and, and, um, Elon Musk and everybody's moving out here, but that's, that's not the old Austin. Old Austin sits at a nexus of hyper blue, like crazy liberal hippies. And then like 30 seconds outside of Austin city limits, it's deep red, you know, cowboy yeah. boots. And we will shoot you after sunset if, you don't look like, you know, well, this sort of skin color. Uh, it's it's pretty rough. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, well, it's some, not that bad. 
Wasn't there's it a couple the of places maybe drug a dude behind the back of the truck? Or was that East Texas? But oh. yeah, uh, I don't remember. Galveston that. though they they took a dude. And obviously, we're talking about this. Right. Well, so Galveston, it's a, it's a completely different, uh, completely different demographic there because you have all of the Katrina survivors that moved into to Houston and down the river and stuff but like that's that. Still, no excuse for putting him in handcuffs and dragging him behind a horse to take. Him oh to yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. That was great. What was Holy that? That was like shit. two years ago. Or yeah. Like there's there's optics, and then there's like no. Holy no! Whoa! There's no way they didn't know that was wrong. So yeah. So anyway, that Austin sits as a nexus of those sorts of things. So there, it creates tension, and there are groups that were you know like like our our friend Black Monk, and right. you know they they would go down to the local uh, periodic Ku Klux Klan rally, uh, marching through the streets, and just start fucking punching motherfuckers and um well as we all know i'm kind of a fan of that that sort of thing so <laughs> i was a latecomer i had previously in my previous life had been trying to move to austin and it took a, a fucking divorce while on active duty to get me into this town so yeah but here i am and uh yeah so that's the rest of the story yeah austin is definitely unique um you know, so one of one of the things that we like to boast, and and so I'm kind of a native. Um, I was uh, displaced for many years, but I'm back. This is this is my hometown. I went to elementary school here, middle school here, high school here. Uh, I went to college here, then I went to the navy, and you know whatever. But um, so one of the things that we like to boast is uh, live music capital of the world. Yeah, and uh, I honestly believe that's true. I mean, we we've had so much great. Uh, musical talent that's Stevie come out Ray of here. Vaughan. I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Eric Johnson, and just like some, uh, some real uh, butthole surfers. Yeah, they were Austin or maybe San Antonio, which is kind of you know in the orbit, right? You've yeah. got uh, Pentatonix. Pentatonix is out They're of San there, Antonio. I, oh man, I They're from San Antonio. Oh, cool. I aggressively avoid their videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are popular. Um, and, and I mean, that's just, you could go on and on and on. Uh, uh, Willie Nelson has a golf course yeah, about I mean, five know, miles from here. So I, I guess we're obligated to bring up Willie Nelson and, you know, cause he, he is Austin. And then if you want to go real hardcore douche Mimi, uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, so yeah, but he, oh, was he here? Oh yeah. He, this, he, his, he's from here. I swear. I saw him walking down a Congress one day when I was at a coffee shop back in the before four times. So, huh. uh, yeah, um, and I was like, because he's not a big dude. He's just, uh, I think he's what, 5'7", five, 5'7"-ish? Seven? Five, seven no idea. He's not a big dude because, I mean, he squared off against Bruce Lee and they were about the same size. And Bruce Lee was kind of a, kind of a twinky little Yeah, guy. you know what? I think he is kind of short. Yeah, that seems, that seems to ring a bell. Yeah. So anyway, aside from that, we also have... Um, you know, obviously a lot of history here. So whenever you look at like uh, like a Molon uh, Lab or whatever, you know, like come and take it. So that's from Gonzales. That's about an hour down the road, right? Um, oh, the, and the, the, the come and take it, the, uh, the, come and take it the San Jacinto flag, right? No, no, it's Gonzales. Is that? Uh, I, I don't remember. Um, but 
uh, well, the the Mulan, Mulan, Mulan Rouge, whatever that 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 slogan goes back to the Spartans, but they reinvented it during the war. They reinvented it during the war, yeah. So, um, yeah, so they had, they had stolen uh, a cannon uh, from the Mexican army and and took it up on uh, you know this embankment or whatever, and, and they threw up that flag, and so that was an instrumental part of. Um, when you talk about like remember the Alamo and shit yeah. like that, so uh, you know, it, it was that whole kind of movement. So that all happened just down the did road. Did you have from to here. take Texas history in seventh grade, or was it? Uh, no, actually, I did not. Um, so that, that's a really interesting thing. So like my kids are all taking Texas history, um, and they also all say the Texas Pledge of Allegiance. Yes. So I those are two that. things that I never had to do in my memory. I never had to do those. Maybe. You know, maybe I just blanked it out, but I don't remember ever having to learn that. I mean, I vaguely remember it, but that was like the least traumatic part of my fucking educational experience. <laughs> I grew up in a small town, like you were like up in Arlington or something. Oh right? no, 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 no! I I grew up about ninety minutes uh, east of here. I don't want to name the small town, but it, yeah, fuck that town. I, um, yeah, okay, I can I can guess. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's just, yeah, population 3,000. They got a McDonald's after I moved away, joined the army to get the fuck out of there. Um, but that was the highlight. Before that, it was Walmart. And, oh, uh, speak, speaking of East of here, um, you've also got ZZ Top. Yeah. ZZ Top is a Texas band. I thought they were from here, though, because I know the Well, I think they were originally from Dallas, and then they really got their shit together in Houston. Um, but the song Lagrange, yes, it's about a little, a little town about ninety was, minutes east of here. Yeah, my high school played Lagrange in football, so uh, let's just say <laughs> that's. And then once once I understood, once I figured out or learned what that song was about, I was like, oh, because it's um apparently Lagrange had the best little whorehouse in Texas, uh, yeah. where uh the winner of the UT A and M game would go. Uh, which is the big state rivalry, uh, would take the whole football team to go and celebrate afterwards. And uh, and then this uh, Marvin Zindler, the eyewitness news guy in the early 80s, shut it down. Oh, yeah, I remember that dude, yeah. And I was I was not <laughs> old enough to understand any of this at the time, but uh, they had a movie with Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds, I think, in it that played, uh, it was a musical made about it. I don't, I don't know. I never saw it way before my time. I vaguely i'm old enough to vaguely remember that guy he kind of looked like donahue uh in my fuzzy like six-year-old memory but because i was a weird six-year-old watching the news anyway but whatever yeah i did so i i never uh that, that movie was a little too racy because you and i are basically the same age i think we're maybe what like two months apart oh wow okay yeah let's not say what how old we are because you know i'm yeah, yeah still trying to be cool <laughs> so I, I remember that uh, I remember that movie coming out and like I remember my parents watched it but I didn't watch it because yeah. it was like too racy for uh, for my age so someday maybe I'll go back and I think the first that. movie I remember seeing was uh, E.T. Um, so so oh in the theater yeah, so the theater. in the theater the first movie I remember watching was uh, episode 5 oh uh, or, uh, Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back Empire Strikes Back yeah oh shit okay I, yeah, I have yeah. good memories. I probably did see. No, when does when did the original Star Wars come out? It was like seventy uh, six or seventy seven. I think. So yeah, no, I would not have seen it that. Definitely in the don't quote me on that. Yeah, I wouldn't have seen that in the theater. But I I have 
vague memories of seeing. Um, yeah, I might have seen that in the theater, but it's not the first one I remember. Uh, I remember E.T. because there's that scene where uh, the all the, the federal uh, scientists or whatever, the, the government people are coming over the hill dressed in their biohazard suits. And somebody in the theater yelled out, it's the Orkin Army! Uh, <laughs> which I still remember that to this day. And the whole theater bust out laughing. And I didn't really understand until like later on when I saw commercials for Call the Orkin Army because they're exterminators. And then, uh, okay, yeah, I get it. But So, speaking of movies that we can remember, um, you know, one of the most significant movies of my childhood was uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, that was creepy as shit. Yeah, it was. The, the Potato Mountain. I With the Potato Mountain. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And the... Uh, yeah, the, the keyboard part. That's I I'm, yeah. Honestly, that's all I really remember. The the dude losing his shit and building Potato Mountain. And then, yeah, the lights and the... Yeah. Right, and then he was, like, bringing shit in through, like, the kitchen window to, like, make an even bigger mountain in his living room or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was cool and really... Yeah, like you said... You know, very, very creepy, but, uh, you know, very comical. So I've, I've watched that again uh, in the last five years. I want to go back or so. and watch all the old, um, yeah, yeah, movies that I have vague memories of as a child. Uh, I, you I know what's a great one to watch is the uh, uh, V, uh, the miniseries. The, the miniseries from, like, the 80s. Not they like the... they rebooted it, and that was terrible. Yeah, they rebooted it, and, yeah, it wasn't all that great. Um, but the original one. That was awesome. Yeah. It was so creepy and so scary. Like, you, you, like, huh? I remember watching Battlestar Galactica though on TV as a kid. God, we're dating ourselves here. So, oh all, yeah, all you millennials just <laughs> and Zoomers, because fuck, this is Twitch. So, yeah, all, all you guys can just you know fuck right off. So we're we're on your side though, because you know boomers are worse. So. Yeah. So something else I used to do is uh, I used to go down to uh, the Dobie Mall, which I'm not sure if you know where that is, but it's on uh, Guadalupe, oh, down no, 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 at no, no. Uh, I, UT in Austin. No, we we lived in fucking cow pastures and shit in oil, okay. oil field, Texas. So, uh, oh, oh, don't even talk. So uh, the watermelon capital. Watermelon. Have you been down there? No. Oh, yeah. The watermelon capital of the world is right down here about an hour south. No, we were, we were um, like a Kalachi town. I think that was the thing. Oh, everyone's a Kalachi town now. Yeah, I know. Used to not, not even be able to get it, but uh, like used to have to go out of your way when I was a kid to find like Kalachis at all, let alone good ones. Well, half and the, now it's like every corner has a Kalachi place. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a Kalachi factory that made its way all the way up to Kansas City when I lived there. So, uh, but, and I was like, what the fuck? Because I thought that was only in Texas and Czechoslovakia where, you know, all the people in my hometown were from. Um, uh, half of those people had weird ass names like Nishtik and Shmardarler and and stuff. Yeah. So uh, so a lot of um, Texas was originally settled by people from uh, Bavaria. Okay. You know now what we call like modern day Germany. Um, so if you if you look back into like the you know early 1800s and stuff, there there were a lot of immigrants that came from Bavaria and settled in Texas. That's uh, you know how we have this like huge Germanic culture here. Yeah. So sausages and and um, uh, you know whatever the all the pastries well, all and the El- like Elgin sausage is a big thing apparently. I don't know or whatever. I just I, I I like eating meat. Um so. 
Ah, oh, man. But yeah, so, uh, shit, we were talking about 2020. Fuck. This is, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is why? why we have guests. <laughs> because if it's just us, we're just like, oh, we're talking about we're going from fucking trans people to sausages. So, yeah, I mean, just, uh, we'll get avoid the part of the show where I, I start making terrible jokes. So, Well, uh, only a few more days until... <laughs> you can actually say it. Oh uh, no! Uh, you know what? I I, I do want to say this because I, I mentioned it like on whatever so social media shit. Uh, but I don't even want to say Facebook anymore because God, I'm so tired of that site and all the uh. people on it. But um, so there there seems to be a perception, and I don't think it's like conscious. I don't think people are consciously thinking, yes, this is what's going to happen, but. Based on all the chatter and the the sentiments expressed, a lot of people seem to have the impression that, oh, well, 2020 is on its way out, and then, you know, 2021 is a fresh start. No. No, that's not how it works. No. (laughs) No. It's going to keep rolling. People are going to keep dying even more in the next coming year. Shit's not going to change. January 6th, there's going to be a huge protest and uh, attempt to... Completely stop the changeover, the the transfer of power from one person who was elected to another person who was elected. Um, so yeah, the shit's just going to keep rolling. Twenty twenty one is not some magic. The count when the calendar flips over, uh, the bad stuff doesn't. So yeah, so I, I have a funny story about that. Um, I work with a lot of uh, IBM software, and uh, they just finally fixed. A Y two K bug <laughs> within the last year, yeah. <laughs> where they're using a two digit year, and their fix was to just advance the base year by a hundred years. Okay, so it'll be the yeah, it'll be a problem. <laughs> so it's it's really not fixed. They just kind of sorta, but yeah, shit doesn't go away. Yeah, uh, it's just the, the problem is that a lot of people have such a weak grasp on how everything works. And there's just so many things that move around that you can't really understand completely how the system, how everything works holistically, but you, you can have little snippets and understandings and you can extrapolate and see how different systems in the government and private businesses and all these things work. Uh, but most people have very little idea. And so it might as well just be astrology. So yeah, that's that's one of those things. It's like, oh, 2021, you know, the year's over, so it's clean slate now. Mo oh, motherfucker. No. No, shit just it, there wasn't like some plan by the lizard people to fuck up this year and then oh, 2021's great. You know, no. It isn't this it's not a season of a reality show. It's just going to keep rolling. I mean, the end of the season isn't December th- or 31st. It's it's just going to keep going. So there's a lot of people that have that mentality that, okay, they can breathe uh, on January 1st. It's like, no, in fact, you shouldn't be breathing without a mask on if you're in public (laughs) and you shouldn't be breathing on other people without a mask on even more importantly. So uh, just, I, I so, uh, yeah, big, big, big brain number here, but uh, apparently there's a study out (laughs) surprisingly that says that wearing a mask uh, not only protects other people from getting it from you, but it actually also protects you from getting it from other people in most instances. Yeah. Big surprise. Big surprise. It's gone back and forth. And (laughs) to an extent, it's only gone back and forth like this, but the media 
has latched on to certain bits of each science story, which is a bigger problem that happens all over the place. Um, but And so this is the scope of doubt, and it moves around here, moves here, but then the media gets a clickbait, and they slide it. They slide that fucking window left and right, and, and rightly, people don't understand because they get confused, and people that can't read a scientific paper because of all the the, the numbers in it and all the, the, the jargon... Because it's not written for the average person. Even the abstracts are not written for the regular for regular people to dissect. They should be, but they're not. So yeah, people are going to be confused. But it really hasn't moved that much. And I try to explain it to people. Like actually, I don't even do this. Somebody, some brilliant person with a sick and twisted fucking mind explained it. It's like okay, if you're going to piss your pants, you're pissing your pants. It doesn't get on the stranger. If you don't have pants, you're going to piss on a stranger. If the stranger's wearing pants, he's just going to get pissed on his pants. If neither of you were, are wearing pants, you're going to get pissed all over him. <laughs> so sometimes you have to resort to that level. Hey, of, don't judge. Don't judge. I mean, if you're into that, it's cool, but it needs to be consensual. And breathing, when it comes to this virus, is like pissing on somebody. So, I mean, God, I, I, I have tried so many different ways to explain this to people. And I... Uh, at some level, yes. People that don't want to get it, they're not going to get it. So you don't argue with the idiot for the idiot. You argue with the idiot for the audience. And uh, you have to distill these galaxy brain fucking concepts that require a knowledge of linear regressions and that kind of thing and, and bring it down to you know thick crayon level drawings to get it through to people who, especially not because they're stupid because people aren't as stupid as they were 50 years ago, but because they don't have the time in their lives to fucking pay attention to everything to understand all the things they need to, to survive in this complicated fucking world. No, we make it, we, we make everything too easy, right? Everyone is, is just too soft. Like they, they, what they learn is how to function within society. They don't learn how to be an individual and how to think for themselves and how to uh, provide for themselves. What they learn is these are the societal rules. This is you know what you play by, yeah. and going outside of that. This is what you're to entitled to too. These are your rights, and we we teach that, which is good, and I am all for that. But we don't on the flip side so much teach what our responsibilities are. I mean, every now and then you'll have somebody that gets up in front of a speech and say, don't ask what your country can do for you. I mean, what you can do for your country, obviously I'm finishing the quote. In case. Right, 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 right. But JFK. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and this is the part where of the podcast where we bring up Robert Heinlein, but the whole point is that <laughs> you, you have a duty to the people around you in a society. You can't exist on your own as an Island. And with that comes a responsibility to the people around you. And let's get back to a crude analogy. If you're in an elevator with people, you have a duty to not pass gas if you can avoid it, right? That's that's to keep everyone in the elevator from losing their lunch. And extrapolate that to your life in general. You have a duty to not fuck up how the rest of the society keeps rolling to not throw sand in the gears to, you know, use your fucking turn signal to, 
you know, merge to yield in the correct order of traffic and all those sorts of things that keep society going that we don't want to have a law for about each and every sort of possible instance in which somebody's an asshole. We just want people to do the right thing. And that's where our education system has failed us. It doesn't teach people that it, it's not about your freedoms. It's about your responsibilities just as much. And we don't prepare people to, to think critically about what they need to do and figure it out. I mean, most people like, fuck, oh my God. Speaking of elevators, <laughs> you, would, you would think just geometrically by volume, it would make sense. It would be intuitive for people to wait for the people in the elevator to exit the elevator and then go in because the people that are trying to get out, if you're coming in, you're going to stop them from getting out and then you're just going to have a full fucking elevator. So no, that's not the way it works. No, the door, the door might close. Yeah, I know. So you got to don't <laughs> think at that level. So it's a, it's a flaw in humanity, really, that these are things that you have to learn by society getting in your ass if you fuck it up, you know? Every now and then somebody gives you a dirty look if you're the one pushing into the damn elevator when they're trying to get out. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, man, am I the asshole? Yes, yes, you're the asshole. Just don't be it next time. We're cool. And that's... So, uh, like, uh, traffic um, is one of my pet peeves, right? Yeah. Because people just don't know how to fucking drive. They yeah. they just don't. And the dog is coming in here now. So. Uh, hey, dog. Is it... Um, I see if uh, your dog's name on on camera because you know sometimes that's some some people's uh like security come question. Come 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 no, it's not. It, I don't have that there. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't think. Oh yeah, <laughs> he did not anyway. be happy about that. Uh, but <laughs> well, he, I, he's invading my space, which yeah. is kind of the point. <laughs> so I, I've met your dog. Your dog's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, just yeah, people don't don't learn that. We don't we don't raise children anymore we teach children based no we no we don't well parents don't because parents are so fucking busy i mean remember when it was possible for somebody to have a single income uh, i mean maybe we don't remember we understand that it existed at a time before no but uh, women tried to understand that at all but women's rights yeah but when women went, went back to work then they just they're the people that were that had most of the like the real estate and this and that they were renting out the shit. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, two income houses. Here's a bunch of extra shit that you could buy, or we're going to raise prices. And this economy, but anyway, it, it shouldn't matter if people two people want to work. Great if they want to put their kids in great daycare. Great, but we're just you're not able to do that. So when you had the system where. One parent, it doesn't have to be the man or the woman, it's either of them. When one parent could work and the other could raise the kids, kids got raised. But they don't get raised anymore. They get sent off to a daycare, preschool, elementary school, and they just get shuffled through the system, failing upward in some cases. And very little is of the duties and the responsibilities to the rest of society is taught. It's not like, you know, you're learning um, fucking categorical imperatives in, you know, in eighth grade. History doesn't teach that. They, they teach a sanitized version of all the stuff that happened. You might get lucky and have a teacher that is like, okay, yeah, this is what the textbook says, but um, we kind of genocided all the Native Americans. Um, yeah, <laughs> My kid had a, um, 
assignment um, for about the, the about Texas uh, and about the the missionaries that were they had the it, the the natives uh, they taught them how to do things yeah motherfucker they enslaved them in a fucking camp they they forced them to do labor and to give up their their traditions and convert to Catholicism so we uh, we supplemented her education because well yeah I mean bl- blame the Catholic Church for that though. Yeah, well, I mean, blame the Catholic Church, but we can also blame the Texas school board that allows books that do not tell the full story and, and leave out those details. Now, you don't want to just lay into a, a whatever, a, an elementary, middle school kid with atrocity, 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 everything's terrible. You want to feed it to them in a way that they can understand, but you also don't want to just sugarcoat it and say, oh, yeah, everybody in the history did the right thing, and the founding fathers were, were perfect saints. Um, they never never had slaves or they never raped their slaves and had left a line of descendants, you know, that, that kind of thing. So that's what we're facing is like kids go to their school. Then they have all these people that they think are experts that teach them. This is how things are. This is what things are. This is what you expect out of life. And then maybe they go to college. Maybe they don't either way. They eventually encounter uh, things that show them that pretty much everything they learned was fucking bullshit. And they get angry, and they don't trust experts anymore. And so now we're here, and we have people coughing on, you know, the the clerk at um, Walgreens for telling them to wear a mask, and you know, people throwing temper tantrums. It just it's. <sighs> <laughs> I feel I feel your pain. Feel your pain. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I so part of that is that we have kind of abdicated the responsibility for education. Yeah. Right. As parents, but we we don't really have the time or the luxury to do that anymore because we're not raising our children. We, we drop them off at seven or eight. Uh, I mean, in the before four times now, things are just, God knows what fucking the average person's doing. Um, And then we drop them off and then you pick them up at like five or six when you get off work. And then you spend a few hours and you're fucking tired. They're kind of, you know, wound up from being running around and, you know, preached at some bullshit playing with blocks and then you know you're not going to sit there and explain that you might have dinner with them if you give a shit or else you might feed them a hot pocket or a happy meal on the way home <laughs> and you're just and then you send them off to bed and you repeat that five days a week and then saturday when you're looking forward to you know just being a human being being a, an individual who thinks for themselves and enjoys life <clears throat> you got your kids and you might be you know might have enough energy to, to focus on them and just do things with them. But more than likely you're, you're taking them to soccer or piano or fucking curling competitions or whatever the hell people do with their kids. And you're just running five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week. And just, you know, that that's the life and you don't have time to think about, Oh shit. Uh, should I read up on who who's running for my local, like the representative? Uh, the guy with the eye patch looks cool. Maybe I should vote for him. You know, I, I so I know you don't like him, but I, I think he's. I wanted whatever. To like he's, he's not in our district. I want to like that guy so bad, but he's a fucking chode. Uh, I mean, God, he he just he plays the victim, and he pulls out the veteran card way too much for somebody that's just supposed to not give a fuck for somebody with a fucking eye patch. He you you should I mean. Literally a Navy SEAL, and we don't have to say the guy's name. You know who he is. He, he just, he plays the politics. He, 
And maybe... Well, but that's what he does. He plays the politics. So should, If you want to be the outsider and come in, bring the values of your organization. Bring your values of your military experience to there. Don't abdicate that shit just to play those games. Say, no, fuck that. I'm coming in here. You elected me because I'm a motherfucking Navy SEAL and I get shit done. So I'm going to get shit done. You know what? I'm not going to bend over and, you know, pucker up for this draft-dodging fucking turpentine-sucking asshole uh, in the White House. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. But if you if you have to play with the narrative and your your elect your re-election requires just disavowing what, what's actually happening and the realities, then, you know, fuck you. You're in bad faith. I don't fucking respect you anymore. Don't play the game. And we need more people that refuse to play the game. Yeah, no, I, I no disagreement there. Oh, man, I... I I would. We're, we're, we're oh, so we're oh, so way off the rails. Right now. I mean, this is this is 2020 shit. So I mean, we, and we're not even going to bring up you know fucking pumpkin spice president, but we we need to talk about the Eagles because there's there there are a handful of people in Congress that are that don't fit into a niche. Um, a Justin Amish. Um, he he left the fucking Republican Party. I don't even know what he's doing, independent, uh, libertarian, whatever. And I don't agree with him on everything. I agree with him on a lot of things. Great. Andrew Yang, not elected to anything yet. He's running for mayor of New York City, apparently, which is, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that's, I don't, I don't. He can't affect his platform from there. It's not like he can give every New Yorker uh, $1,000 a month because God knows what that would do. It, it's, a, it's a scale thing. Uh, UBI would only work at a national level. So, but, I mean, there are people that are, you can tell, aren't compromised by the shit. They're not playing the politics. They're not sucking up to the the woke shit on the left or the the Trumpist shit on the right. And, and it's just, I just want somebody to come in there, like a John McCain, who will stand up and say, uh, no, ma'am, no, uh, my opponent, Barack Obama, is, is not a Muslim. He doesn't hate America. We disagree on a lot of things, and those disagreements are important. But have the disagreements about the things that actually exist. So if we could just normalize that and not this alternative fact bullshit. I'm so tired yeah. of calling out the right. I'm so tired of it because most of my life I have been like one foot across on the right, um, left-right scale. I mean, authoritarian, libertarian, I'm, I'm definitely libertarian. But fuck, I'm just so tired of these people... Their whole career, their whole role in politics depends on ab ignoring reality and just making up the shit they want to be true and just repeating it until enough people yeah, believe it. They're, they're not making up the shit that they want to be true. They're making up will secure them the votes. Well, it's right? so, I mean, yeah, the lie, the, the narrative. And this is this is another thing. And um, this was brought up, uh, uh, Chris Kavanaugh, and um, yeah, on the um, the the Guru's podcast podcast that I've, I've mentioned maybe before maybe uh -huh. they're um they have um they brought up the fact that a lot of people on the right do this they complain about postmodernism the the philosophical uh like approach to understanding the world that says you can't really arrive at objective truth because not that it doesn't exist but you can't get there because you, everyone is awash in these narratives and their, their perspective is skewed by what kind of worldview they want to have. And that's fine. But then you can take postmodernism and weaponize it and say, well, we're going to 
change these narratives so people believe that and we're going to shift what is normal what what is reality for people and i guess here i go on, on the left that would look like trying to say that um there are no differences in the biological sexes that that's just a belief that that is a left hyper woke thing that is going through academia right now that biological sexes don't exist because uh, there are, aren't just XX and XY chromosomes. There's some outliers that exist that, you know, make it a spectrum and not a binary, which no, that's, that's not the case. I mean, sex is a, is about reproduction. It's not about, it's not about gender identity. It's not about personal identity. And it's not even about fucking or, or who you're attracted to. It's literally about, uh, gametes, your chromosomes trying to create another human being so but that's on the left but on the right that that would be a postmodernist interpretation and the right a lot of people like the ben twerpiro and um who's that that chuckle fuck i hate dave rubin dave rubin fuck that guy um yeah right, like him. um and even jordan peterson who is you know league smarter than both of those two fucks uh it will completely and also freshly out of rehab yeah he survived so i mean <laughs> good for him go spew your jungian bullshit and sell more meat diet shit i guess whatever uh but uh, on the right they they complain about postmodernism like as if it's a problem that's exclusively on the left but then they turn around and create this old fucking bubble of reality like that they're they're supporters believe like the the election was rigged because like well 75 percent of of of, of republicans think the election was rigged yeah motherfucker because you spent the last year saying the election was rigged to your supporters they're going to believe you and the fact that it's not 100 percent means you kind of fucked up so but i mean creating this bubble of reality and i'm tired of calling it out on the right because i just want one it will never be the simple the universe will never be simple enough to get the shit that I want out of it. And I understand this. And I'm just going to fucking deal with it. But I just, <laughs> I wish for one shining moment that the political position in this America was not whether we should like impose tradition or move forward pro- with progress, or we should destroy our systems and rebuild new ones or it, keep our systems in place that the, the conservative liberal progressive, you know, dichotomy. I would just wish it was, this, these are facts, and this is what we want to be true. And this party bases its policies on what we understand is absolutely true, and we try to do best and make the best decisions based on the, the cold, hard facts, regardless of what we feel, and then the party of the feels. If we could just do that for one generation, we'd have colonies in fucking different galaxies right now. I swear to God. We just get past our fucking petty bullshit. And uh, that was my unhinged rant for the evening, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, because I think you and I are mostly in agreement on that. And I think most of our community kind of agrees yeah. on those points as well. So I pulled up over here on a different screen, which you cannot see uh, a list of significant news stories from 2020. Okay. So uh, I thought, let's just kind of go down these. Yeah, let's, let's see let's, what's going on. Let's see how far we can get down them before we get derailed. So we're, <laughs> we're like 50 minutes into this. So. Oh, okay. So let's, uh, let's kind of. For everybody else that's listening at home, I sound nasal because in Texas, every year around this time, the cedar, cedar. trees try to fucking murder you. They just spread their 
speaking of gametes, they spread their fucking pollen everywhere. And so, dude, when when the berries start coming out, you need to eat like two or three berries a day. Berries? They're cedar berries. Yeah, the little blue, the little blue things. I've tried like the local. You can actually buy them at grocery stores. Cedar berries, huh? Yeah. So the the idea is that you're proactively um, prepping your immune system to be able to handle that. Fuck, it's a little bit late Um, now because I, like I said, I'm so like this. But I mean, like, you know, I know where you live. I know what your backyard looks like. Just go out there and, you know, grab some berries, like two or three (laughs) days. Just go, like, on a walk. It's going to be like that scene from The Hunger Games, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research before I, I, I go out there and try to fucking avocado wolf my ass out you know run around in the in the backwoods well i can't speak to the efficacy of uh that procedure but i can say that i have eaten the berries and it won't kill you yeah okay well i just like the the whole point is identifying the correct berries because there's all kinds of berries back there there are and i'm sure some of them would fucking make me see lizards and uh, (laughs) all right so uh number one Australia on fire. <sighs> Fucking quiet, I, man. I almost didn't even remember this until I pulled up the story. It's been a but fire hose of awfulness. Okay. All right. So, I mean, you know, obviously that was that was really bad. Yeah, those poor criminals. Yeah. <laughs> we have like four but, people know, in Australia that listen to this, so but they don't care because they're Australian. They're like, oh, yeah, good, good one, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, Put another trip on the poppy. All right. Uh, what's this? Prince Harry and Meghan Markle quit the royal family. I was about to make a, a rude gesture involving a, a, a back and forth motion, but I will abstain. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Uh, Kobe Bryant. I can. I didn't personally care because I don't watch basketball, but I understand how some people could be hurt by that. So I'm not going to say something mean i don't know well so the more interesting part of the kobe bryant uh death story uh for those of us that are aviation enthusiasts was how the helicopter um had ignored some basic safety protocols for flying in fog uh Uh, and it's what we call um vfr to ifr transition where they were you know, obviously in a hurry and not paying attention to their instruments, they moved from a uh, a point where they were able to see everything to a point when they were crossing the highway where they couldn't see anything, and that's what caused them to crash into a mountain. So definitely a pilot error there. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of, the, yeah, yeah, definitely an avoidable tragedy there. Definitely doesn't have a job anymore. Well, he's dead, so... <laughs> Well, that's a joke. So I, I told you I was going to make jokes, but I, I fucking can't help myself. Uh, so well, let's move okay. on to that one because there's there's more bad ones. Yeah, there's more bad ones. So there's the impeachment. Uh, I think we've kind of already done that. Yeah. Um, so next one is Parasite Sweeps the Oscars. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I still want to see it. I'm, I'm not a big movie buff. I just uh, a couple weeks ago saw Jojo Rabbit, which... Won, right? It, it won. Uh, or no, it won something. It, it probably won something. I don't, I don't even know what that is. I thought it, to be oh, honest. It, it's the Taika Waititi movie uh, about the, the little boy in at the end of World War II in Germany. 
and who thinks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. There's there's so many good good parts in it, and then there's there's one part that you're like, ooh, ooh. Okay, so don't watch it with your kids, but <laughs> but otherwise it's cute and adorable and terrifying because it's adorable because he's an adorable little Nazi. So, well, I mean. Uh, all, all little Nazis. Well, I, I guess are Hitler was a little adorable too. He was like what five six or something. He was a tiny genocidal fuck. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, good. He deserved it. Yeah. Uh, BLM. Well, hold on. Let's back up to the Harvey Weinstein because it was it was the whole Me Too thing, and he was like the apex of that. But it, a bunch of people got caught up in that, and. So there's there there were a lot of um, what I think were also uh, false positives that were caught up in that, and so it became almost like the new McCarthyism for well, uh, a, for like the last two two to three years. There was when, a, when a legitimate moral panic over that, but there was also I mean it was the the problem was systemic, so it existed and it was good that it came out, but it's a pendulum. You swing it. It's going to fucking keep swinging and then it's going to swing back and it, you don't have control once you get the momentum going. So there will, it, you drop bombs and there will be uh, side casualties and there'll be people that probably deserve to get blown up a little bit, but maybe don't so much. I mean, like you drop a bomb, you kill a Harvey Weinstein. Cool. You drop a bomb and, you know, maybe Louis C.K. should have just been slapped a bit instead of, you know, like fucking uh, metaphorically killed. I don't know what the guy's doing now, but what he did was awful, but it wasn't Harvey Weinstein awful. So there, it's a great. Well, apparently, what Louis C.K. did is um, he nasty. he had he had consent though, right? Uh, he had implied consent by not. Uh, but well, the problem is it the consent, the ability to give consent in that situation, as I understand it, was lesser because he had high stature and the people that were involved uh were like up and coming comedians so he exploited his the differential and they want to impress him because he's a uh, okay he i thought i thought it was just like fangirls no no it was like, like other comedians that were at the show were like hey you want to you want to go hang out you know come back to my hotel room and then bravo here's little louis <laughs> so and there was no contact but it's still it's still an imposition is like probably the least, uh, the nicest way of putting it. So yeah. Uh, and it's awkward because you're, you're a, an, I guess a, a female comedian that wants, wants to be like, this is an idol. Louis C.K. was like the number one comedian at the time. He was fucking like at the top of the game. And so, yeah, it's, it's a situational thing where he had the social power. I mean, it's not like he was stopping anybody from being there, but the fact that, he had some kind of pull over their career kind of made them go along with it more than, you know, or just kind of, Oh, I'm awkward, but I'm just going to deal with this creepy fuck and then deal with it later. And he got called out on it by a bunch of female comedians that were more at his level. I think, uh, Tig Notaro. Um, I'm not super into the, the comedy world, but yeah, so that, that's what it is. And it was bad, but it wasn't Harvey Weinstein bad. It wasn't Bill fucking Cosby bad. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're hitting all. So, and uh, if I remember right, Matt Damon came out and said something along those lines. It's like, maybe we don't need to go after every single man who's had an awkward contact. Um, 
Who's that squirmy little squeaky voice fuck from uh, Parks and Rec? Um, God. Oh, I, I, I don't watch that show. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, uh, he's a comedian himself. He talks like this. Yeah, I, I once, I, why can I not remember his name? I actually wanted, for Christmas oh. last year, I wanted him to fight Ben Shapiro in a helium-filled room. That's what I asked for Santa, and I didn't get it. Fuck. Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, I don't like that guy. He had an awkward like, date with uh, somebody he picked up at a bar. That's right. I, I, I remember that. And it was just awkward. And he, I think he came on to her, and she didn't want it. Or maybe they slept together, and she decided afterwards. It was just just normal human interactions that aren't that are messy and weird sometimes. And involving sex, it gets even weirder. But they tried to cancel him over that shit. And that's not cool. Because it's at that point, it's not about justice. It's about power. It's about wrecking shit because you can Mm-hmm. So that that was it went off the rails a little bit and some people are like yeah man my my life is meaningless so i'm gonna fuck up this guy's life who has a life better than me so okay let's so move on. I, I, I yeah yeah so just just to kind of put a wrapper on that so i i was trying to when when me too really started jumping off um you know it it definitely was fascinating to see the the way that uh, just every other person was just a sexual predator all of a sudden, yeah, right. All men, and, basically. Yeah, yeah. No women. We save that for the school teachers. There was a good story. <laughs> um, I remember this because the only reason I remember this because the dude's name was Nimrod. All right. So he was a uh, he was a grad student for a female professor of philosophy, I guess, or maybe his history, history, philosophy. Super well regarded feminist, but she was constantly sexually harassing him. So I mean, she would like. Uh, like invite him over to her house and be super flirty with him and like do the the creepy you know I'm your supervisor so I'm gonna massage you shit you know that kind of thing and he called her out on it and got fucking wrecked for calling her out how dare you and everyone came to her aid all the same people that were going after Weinstein and shit came to her aid because it wasn't for them it wasn't about justice like it was for a lot of people for probably most people it was just about circling the wagons and being loyal to your tribe and fuck that it's either wrong or it's wrong so. right right you can't have it both ways and it so. was bad enough the dude was named him rod <laughs> all right so moving on uh next one is blm yep. so we so the you know that's kind of a two-pronged thing because you know we're talking about blm so obviously we had um a number of issues of alleged and or proven uh, police brutality that involved uh, people of color. Uh, And then we had all of the subsequent uh, protests and uh, riots. We had um, Chaz or Chad or whatever the hell that was called, right? Uh, And so all of that kind of um, spawned out of this, uh, you know, singular idea uh, and so it, it took our minds off COVID. For- yeah, and that that was great timing. Hey, you know what? Let's. It was bad enough when the first lockdowns went into place, and those asshole gravy seal motherfuckers were out there in their their Walmart, uh, you know, plate carriers uh, that they were spilling out of uh, and protesting without masks. It's like, yo, no, I'm not wearing a mask. It's communist and those fucks. And so, but and, okay, everybody's like, yeah, fuck you. And then the people went out to protests, shit that was really bad, and I get it, 
And a lot of them did wear masks and a lot of them did try, but they're still out there protesting. And there's, God, there's no really good solution to that. It's like, you don't want them out there in crowds and protesting shit, much less burning down buildings. I don't even want to get into that, but it's still bad fucking timing. Yeah, I get it. Breonna Taylor was, that was fucked. That was completely fucked up. And there's just so many. And George Floyd, that was pretty fucked up too. So I get why people are angry. And when you're angry at that, level and has been built up for fucking 200 years in some senses. Okay. Yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, it's a little bit different, but it's still a problem. Um, but what I want to point out on the, the black lives matter thing is people don't want to talk about the, the nuance of the situation. They don't want to, they want their narrative to be that something is either 100% good or 100% bad. And when it comes to BLM, it's, it's the concept that black lives matter. And then there was a organization that was around the concept. And then there was the, the fringy fucks that try to take over the movement to make it about some weird fucking like Maoist socialist, um, overthrow the fucking government from, and start over from scratch and drag landlords out of their houses and shoot them shit. And that's the problem with any hyper emotional, moral panic again, uh, movement. Not that uh, it was unjustified in the cases of people being mad about the the deaths of uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and and like all of them. But it's, there's, you have to be able as an adult human being who's participating, even just as, as a voter, whether or not, much less just talking about stupid shit on on social media or arguing with your your relatives or coworkers, you have to be able to say, to distinguish between the narratives, Black Lives Matter is this sanctified, holy group of righteous warriors, or, you know, they're just evil communist fucks. You have to say, okay, these are the problems with this, this side. These are the problems with this side. Let's be the reasonable people in the middle and try and get fucking identify the problems and the real problems and fix them. So part of the problem that I see uh, that happened there is analogous to what happened with the original Tea Party, right? And you kind of said this. So there was this kind of grassroots, like, I don't like the way the government's working. But then there was this kind of organized and well-funded Tea Party that came in and co-opted the message and, and kind of took it in a different direction. I remember and I think that. that same kind of thing happened with, uh, with BLM. I went to the, uh, I might even have some footage out there cause I, I put on my journalist hat almost literally and went to the tea party protests and, and some of that stuff when it originally happened. And this is in Kansas city. So nobody gives a fuck about what happens in Kansas city. But, um, I went to that and tried and figured it out. And it was obvious in the early stages that the there was almost no daylight between the Tea Party movement and Occupy Wall Street. It was the idea that shit at the top is fucked and we need to hold these people accountable for destroying the economy and then getting all their all our tax dollars going to them to solve their problems so they didn't lose any wealth, so they didn't have to come fucking shop next to us at Walmart. That was the original idea behind both the Tea Party and the Occupy Wall Street movement. It's just fucking people angry. Angry yeah. and seeing that the the elite didn't give a fuck about them, but their problems got fixed by the government while everybody else just lost their homes, lost their savings, lost their fucking their 401ks and everything. 
So, but yeah, on both sides, it went from like Occupy Wall Street was a legitimate movement. Like, let's protest this shit until we get some change. And then all the fucking drum circle motherfuckers and the drug smoking hippie fucks and the, you know, free love weirdos and people named Ketchup showed up (laughs) to fucking, you know, make it into a, a party like Burning Man. And then on the on the right, the the Tea Party, the people that said we have a legitimate grievance with how fucking all this shit is taking place in government too. That the Koch brothers started sending people in, and then local Republican candidates started, you know, say, "Hey, these people are really fired up, and they're kind of on our side of this." So let me just say a couple things that show up at stuff. And every now and then, in the beginning, there would be like a mainstream Republican that would show up to one of those events. And the, the audience was shouting the fuck down, like, I, I just creatively, and they did boot off the stage. But while the, the person that was like, hey, let, let's really fix these fucking problems, we, we get cheered. But oh, slowly, it went from those people that were wanted to solve problems to some knucklehead like Sarah Palin saying, uh, saying okay, yeah, I'm Tea Party too, and then fucking bitch McConnell. Uh, that wasn't a mispronunciation. I didn't flub that. that was <laughs> you know, Lindsey Graham. Basically, the Tea Party was the Republican Party for a minute. Except for John McCain, who had fucking principles. Oh, God. Man, could you imagine what the world would look like right now if he had gotten elected? Not that I wouldn't have wanted to see a black man elected president. It was cool. I was stoked on that front. But we, I don't think a large portion of the country was ready for it. And then they just lost their fucking mind. And then eight years later that manifested. So yeah, we're, we're way off the rails on the BLM thing, but yeah, movements well, get anyway. co-opted by the people with power to serve their interests. Rarely, unless people are just go, go ham and start dragging people out of their houses and, you know, guillotines and tar and feathering and shit. Anytime there's a populist movement, it's going to get fucking taken over. So, Welcome to life. Yeah. So anyway, and just for the record, I was never a John McCain fan. But, no. Uh, I mean, he had no. problems. He wasn't great. I mean, his predecessor, his I guess the person whose shoes he filled, what would have been a perfect candidate for these times, Barry Goldwater. But I mean, you take what you can get, and it's always a matter of the least bad. So. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, everyone says that uh, you know uh, Reagan was uh, was the epitome of uh, the Goldwater era yeah, well, of Reagan's thinking. Kinda, Reagan's legacy has gotten man, it's so modeled <laughs> and so so like rehabilitated. Uh, he did some shady ass shit, uh, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. So let, let's. This was about Black Lives Matter, and we ended up talking about Reagan. Anyway, so we <laughs> right, can't, can't uh, have nice things. Shizzling uh, Maxwell. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. I, this is more about fucking. Um, why have I forgotten his name? Epstein. Yeah, who totally didn't kill himself. And you know what? For a show and a website and a community that calls out conspiracy theories, motherfucker, you really think he <laughs> killed himself? I mean. I'm not saying we have evidence. I'm not saying believe it. I'm saying, fuck, that is the most parsimonious explanation that it was set up. But 
I can't support it. So don't run off saying it's true. Just be skeptical and the good kind of skeptical, not the one that just, you know, thinks right. vaccines have chips in them and shit. Right. So, no video, no guards on guards duty. Asleep, yeah. And the video went out and miraculously. It and just, motherfucker yeah. was William Barr's tutor. The, sec- <laughs> the fucking head of the Department of Justice, the Attorney General of the United States. This guy was his, his tutor. And yeah, he, he kind of just poofed. So remember when we had um Antifa, like Jerry on? Yeah, yeah, we had Jerry on. Yeah, yeah. In the before four times, you know, when we were when we were talking about shit like this. Yeah, his idea was that Antifa from the forums, that was his username. So I mean long story, you look up the episode, you'll anyway. Uh but yeah, he his idea, and I personally think it's a little off the rails, was that it's super conspiracy theory time was that he got smuggled out and the body was never his body and, you know, whatever. He's he's on his own island, sex island two, electric boogaloo. So, yeah, but whatever. We don't know. It was just fucked up that he didn't go to trial. God, that would have been a better outcome. So now, yeah. now his his girlfriend, lover, fixer, um, you know, c- accomplice is in jail and not dead. So, yeah. And still not dead. So um, they actually just uh, rejected uh, a second um, appeal for her to uh, to get released. Yeah, fuck you. Because, yeah, so, yeah, whatever. Uh, you fucking pedophile. But whatever, just like uh, Al-Qaeda and um, Saddam Hussein, there's a, a vacuum there that somebody is going to fill. Yeah. So, well, th- oh, yeah. It's, it's not going away. No, no, I no. Mean, no. Have you, have you ever heard of a little place called Costa Rica? I've been to Costa Rica, but I mean, that was from work. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a thing going on in Costa Rica. That, really? No, no. I, I oh, went there, dude, no. Like the un- underage. I just went there to fix a server tourist at industry headquarters one time back when I was doing IT. Um, long story short, government employees in Costa Rica can't be fired. So I literally had to convince my executives to send me down there to fucking punch some keys, some, some commands into a fucking router and, and then fly back. So yeah, that was stupid. Uh, but they do have a Taco Bell in the country. That is what I learned about Costa Rica. They're empl- they literally can't get fired. So they, they, I showed up, they took a, a four hour um, smoke break in the morning and then a four hour smoke break in the afternoon after lunch. Oh, that lunch. sounds like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like the Dutch Navy. Well, no, the thing is, and this is a, a factoid that, you know, uh, I, I'm actually, it's kind of cool. The reason for it is a good idea. You can't fire a government employee because what would happen is, you know, the president would get, a new president would get elected, bring all their cousins and cronies and shit in and give them government jobs. And then the new, new president would come in afterwards, fire all them, bring their cousins and cronies in and give them new jobs. And so shit just didn't fucking get done. So the, the nuclear option was to just not fire government employees, which... I mean, human nature. They're just not going to do shit. And they're already fucking government employees. They can they yeah, don't we, do shit even when they can get fired. We, we have a name for that. Government it's called Deep State. Of the Deep State. <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned this somewhere else, and I don't even remember because um, everything's blurring together now and, you know, lockdown. Uh, but I, when, I, when somebody says Deep State, I picture, I picture a combination of Milton from The Office... And the sloth from Zootopia, 
Like, basically, they're the same person sitting in a cubicle in some fucking grungy government building, like, hating their job and waiting for it to turn five o'clock. And that's the deep state. They're just... I have to file this fucking paperwork for this fucking asshole. Oh, God, just shoot me in the face. So, yeah. And then they probably fly to Costa Rica on the weekend. Yeah, probably. God, I didn't know that, man. That's depressing. Costa Rica's beautiful. Really? You didn't know that? No. No, yeah, no. Like the the, the underage sex trade in Costa Rica is a big deal. I I mean, I know about the joke about, like, um, Southeast Asia is a... That that's the thing because there was the Saturday night. Well, that's skit, that's that's you know, Lady Boys. That's 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 different. No, no, no. There's the <laughs> the, the Bill Hader skit where he's like, it was a it was a fake commercial for um, Rosetta Stone. And he's like, I I have to go to Thailand. I, I need to learn Thailand so I can go to Thailand for a, a thing. So I mean, and he looks super creepy in it, wearing a polo shirt and like you know, yeah, it was. But it was it was great. Maybe we should put that on the website, but. So I didn't know anything about Central America. That's fucked up. Because uh, I was stationed in Panama, as you you know. Um, never heard anything about that when I was there. It's not that I was going to fucking seek it out, though. But Jesus Christ! No, no, it's it, it, it's primarily Costa Rica. And if you look, so uh, and actually, this was a real scandal that happened. Huh. So um, uh, this guy named Vin Gupta, who is the CEO of uh, that's not a info. No, no, no. It's an Indian name. Yeah. Uh, he's a CEO of uh, a big data company in America, uh, Info, Info USA. Okay. Okay. So he used to fly Bill Clinton and some other notables down to Costa Rica. And actually, and so you'll enjoy this. So allegedly also Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> went on one of these junkets uh, down to Costa Rica. So, uh, like, this is this is all out there. It's, it's all rumor. I don't think any of it's really been proven, but I think there's circumstantial evidence that you can look up. Just go look up, you know, Costa Rica. Look it up! Eddie Bravo. Yeah, yeah. That's my impression. Uh, but, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I... That is something that fucking... I mean, Prince Andrew of England, I, I don't... One of the hey. princes. I mean, got wrapped up in the Epstein shit, and... Yeah. Well, there's sure. photos. I, there, there's photos of him with like a 14 year old girl. Yeah. No, I mean and Epstein and and Ghislaine. Not not a conspiracy theory. That's there's strong evidence that that's a right. thing. So the problem is, and, and people have been. Uh, who was the guy? Oh man, like 20 fucking years ago, had a website called a uh, Disinfo. Um, Brad something or other Metzger Mel, Mel it, nobody mm. whatever Disinfo. Yeah. Um. He had a short, short-lived uh, TV series, uh, basically on the same premise. But he was pushing the idea of the pedophiles in Hollywood and uh, all the way up in the royal families and like the aristocracy in England. And you know, I mean, and then um, the Corey, the one that survived, um, fucking, it wasn't Haim, it was the other one, Feldman. You know, I mean, that kid's been through some shit. Um, and that they, oh yeah, 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 they basically destroyed his life for just trying to say, hey, uh, they're trying to fuck kids over here. So. Yeah, and it's obviously there's a big thing, and it. But the problem is when the only people taking the story seriously are the the same people that you know make tinfoil g strings and fucking paint their nipples and like uh, super glue just so that they can't get DNA tested, whatever the fuck. I just 
those people aren't exactly going to be credible, so nobody's going to take it seriously. So, fuck. I mean, if it wasn't for um, who is it? Uh, Mia Farrow's son, uh, Ronan Farrow. Ronan Farrow. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for him, the Me Too thing wouldn't have broken. So, I mean, just and because he actually had legitimate journalistic credentials. Right, and now he's he's also now persona non grata. Well, yeah, uh, I don't I don't know I I don't travel in those circles exactly, but fuck, yeah. So I mean, it, it's the the problem with sussing out conspiracy theories that are bullshit and that are actual conspiracies involves it, it's really it's really tough. I mean, because the more you think about the shit, the more you start wondering if some of that stuff's plausible. So you you have to be highly conscientious and committed to evidence to standards of evidence otherwise because it's really interesting to believe that shit it, it would be awesome to believe that i mean come on how fucking amazing would it be oh yeah the earth's flat fuck yeah wouldn't that be rad if it was i mean go to the edge of it you know see the fucking shit splashing over the side or whatever i don't know throw a tennis ball over the side of the earth but i mean all the conspiracy theories <laughs> out that are out there would be fucking cool if they were true i mean they give you sort of a sense that the world makes sense that, you know, shit is organized. Somebody's in control. They are the fucking lizard, transdimensional, vampire, pedophile, aliens, whatever. Somebody's in control, which is a lot more comforting than the fact that we're just winging the shit and it could come crashing down at any moment. So, so I don't want I don't want to go too deep into flat earth because that is uh, that is that is a topic for the ages. But um yeah, I, I'm reasonably sure it started as a joke, probably on one of the chans. Uh, I mean, it's been out there forever, but I think it got a resurgence. And uh, let's see how many fuck knuckles we can get to believe this. And then it just became a thing again. So, was it? Didn't like Shaquille O'Neal believe in it or some some fucking I, basketball player? Yeah, not even sure. Uh, don't even care. Just yeah. Okay. Good point. Duh. So what's the next story? Because fuck those guys. All right, next story. Uh, so next one is the Beirut explosion. And this is actually a good one because there there is a genuine conspiracy here. Well, it was incompetence, wasn't it? It was just they there were it, they were storing Russian munitions, right? Is that what that was? A Russian. It, so yeah, they had they had a whole bunch of I don't want to say like ammonium nitrate, but they had a whole bunch of of some sort of like highly explosive material that they were storing in um this warehouse yeah. that was on one of the piers um and it, like like beirut needs another explosion right yeah. so i have a buddy that uh was in beirut uh basically uh basically a knock right and uh, so he was there when they got blown up the last time <laughs> but this was this one was bad though and the fact that in the modern age that we have video that shows oh, um, yeah, what that's transpired crazy. as it transpired, man, it was it was hor- like like three miles away there was a um, the wedding couple a cruise ship. It was like oh. a cruise ship that was parked on a pier like three miles away. That the, the 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 devastation from the blast was so severe that it knocked the ship over and sunk it oh, next to the pier. Yeah, so that was that was pretty hardcore, and um, you know, for for uh, a short period of time, and I'm sure there's still some conspiracies rolling around about this. 
uh, being an intentional act, but it seems like just uh, complete incompetence, like you said. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they had it's a they had secured a bunch of uh, stable yeah. and non-corrupt government, and I think living in Texas, we know about uh, inefficient government and uh, poorly managed explosives um, and blowing up neighborhoods because it's happened here. <laughs> yeah, so several the, times um, in this fucking yeah, state. several times. Yeah. We lost a city. So actually interesting story. So uh remember the um the 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 uh uh gender fluid kid out of Pflugerville no. a couple years ago. You don't remember this? He was the Austin package bomber. Was was that the kid that uh, offed himself on I-35 at the end of the Yes. Okay, yeah, that kid. Gender fluid. I thought he was just an asshole. No, no, he was uh, gender fluid. Like he I was, he was like, uh, right winger. I mean, I, I'm no, sure no, he can't be gender fluid and right wing. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he was a right winger, but he confused. definitely he was definitely um, engaged in gender issues. He was just probably I guess fucked up, choice. like just psychologically fucked up, and like grasping for something to identify with. So that sounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Man, that okay. just dropped off my radar. It's like, oh yeah, we had a we had a local bomber. I remember there was a meme. It was like a dude in a, a full bomb suit saying, and it was like, I'm going to HEB. You need anything? So <laughs> yeah. So actually, no. I mean, there was a there were a couple of months there where I was like, um, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, if you know, Amazon or UPS delivers any package, don't touch it. Let's audit it first. Right. Yeah. So it like it was that level of scary. And part of the reason for that was that the very first victim of the bombing. So about a mile north of here, maybe two miles, is uh, my kid's elementary school. Yeah. And just on the other side of the fence from the elementary school is this quarry where they, you know, they pull limestone and other stuff. Right. I, I know what you're talking about. OK, so. The very first victim of the bombing, the package bombings, was a guy that worked at the quarry right next to my kid's elementary school. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then la later down the road, um, I think it was maybe June or July or so, we're going down um, on Bull Creek, which is uh, like underneath um, 360. Yeah. Capital Texas Highway. Yeah. So down on Bull Creek, right? So um, we're down on the river and uh, like just having like a family outing day. Um, and I go back to the car to uh, fetch the cooler with all the lunches and stuff. And there's a big box truck parked there. And there's uh, APD that showed up oh, and is checking out this box truck. But this guy didn't know how to get into the box truck or check it out or whatever. Um, but they were legitimately there scared that this was a bomb. And so I helped them clear the truck. Damn. And then I got lunch and went back to my family. So like, that was like a, a, a really kind of, cause that, they should. yeah, no, they didn't. Uh, like we had PB and J or whatever. You found the police. <laughs> <motherfucker>. <laughs> But I mean, that's that's how intense things were. Is like, here's just an unknown vehicle parked here for no reason. We think it's a bomb. Oh shit! Um, and so that's that, that's how intense things were here 
for you know that that six or eight months that that was going on. Baker's in the chat, and we I've j- just looked over at the chat, so I don't know if you can see that. It's like Montague County, Texas used to have a sign that said, "Oh, this is this must be back to the uh, part where they killed a dude by dragging him behind the truck." So the yeah, Texas has the red state portion of the things. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sign at the county line said, "Blackest soil and the whitest people." Ooh, ooh. Yeah, the soil isn't really that. I wonder black. how far back that was. <laughs> Two thousand and seventeen. No, I don't know. Hopefully not anywhere near this millennia. But um okay, what's the next story? Because we're we're way Alright, next story. RBG. Uh RBG and um uh ACB. ACB. Yeah. Amy Amy Coney Barrett. So Ruth, Ruth had two fucking last names because they're trying to make a the notorious ACB <laughs> or you had three initials that you're because yeah. oh god uh, fuck it just just let people have something fuck I mean the Handmaid's Tale shit was that was a muddled message yes she was a part of this hyper religious sect that women were called handmaids. <clears throat> or at least maybe a ranking of women were called handmaids, but it did not inspire uh, Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale. That was it predated that shit. So also, I think uh, Atwood was a giant liberal. Oh no, Atwood is a no, no, no. Yeah, but I mean that she Atwood wrote um, the Handmaid's Tale, right, 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 against hard. Basically, the point of that the book, and I'm not like exactly a feminist literary scholar here, but. The point of the book uh, is that it can happen here. It's not just something that happens in like Iran where women are completely subjugated. And so she dialed it up a bit to make it more, wow, this is really fucked up. Because, I mean, even in the, the hardcore parts of uh, is, uh, the Sunni or Shia, I forget which, which sect is the more strict. Oh, Wahhabi. The Wahhabiist Islamic uh, countries. Like, women don't get, like, there isn't a class of women that's subjugated to basically get raped and bear children. So, yeah, she dialed it up for effect. Not saying that, you know, it's it's great to be a woman in that part of the world, but fuck. Uh, the whole point was just to say, this shit could happen here. And, man, if you if you have the, the nerve to watch a couple seasons of the show that they put on Hulu, it's bad. I mean, it's not the book. The book's over. You can read the book in an afternoon. But the show just drags it the fuck on, so it it just becomes like misery porn. You're just like, man, this woman's life sucks. Oh god, this sucks. This is terrible. It just it just keeps being terrible, and then you you quit watching it, which is what I did. But yeah, so anyway, <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett, Coney Barrett is not shaping up to be anything other than a conventional Supreme Court justice. And I wish we had the Derek on to enlighten us on this, but you know, he's not here right now uh, for reasons, and. So I'm not the expert on this shit. I'm definitely not the constitutional law scholar. So, but we're, I guarantee she's going to vote against abortion. The first time they get a solid case on it. Uh, I mean like a really one that could overturn Roe versus Wade, but we're, we're not at that point yet. So of, of all the things that happened in the last year, fuck man, let's just, no, no. Okay. What? Let's just move on because fucking I'm already exhausted. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, Alex Trebek. Oh, That's a big one. 
I honestly, celebrity deaths don't really, I mean, I don't know these people and I get uh, that people are attached to them. I don't have a parasocial relationship with like any celebrity. So, okay, whatever. Um, but although I, I will note about Alex Trebek that he did say the name of our website on TV. Yeah. So that's cool. That happened. You can look it up. You know, we were the tournament of champions 2011, uh, like $400 websites question. So yeah, hey. no, and, and there's video and you can find that video. Wait, when somebody showed me and, that the first time I went, somebody was like, Hey, look at this. I'm like, motherfucker. That's a prank. You went to some generator and they, they deep. Well, they didn't even, you have the term deep fake at the time, but somebody did an impression of Alex Trebek saying that I didn't believe it for like hours. And then it, it finally dawned on me. No, because <clears throat> within that week I had, um, on Reddit, I had talked to the guy who answered the question who answered the question right. So we were the question. It was like, the, the answer was bullshito.net uh, exposes frauds in these arts. And, you know, like, like ninjutsu and Aikido. And the, an- the response was, the question was, what are martial arts? That was the correct response. And I talked to the guy that got it right. Um, and it, he just coincidentally happened to be an Asian dude. So that was people making <laughs> That's racist. But anyway, so that's my connection to Alex Trebek. Okay, I, I had more of a connection with Will Ferrell's version of Alex Trebek emotionally, but that's, there we go. So I think um, uh, what's his face? So I know you don't care about this shit at all, but uh, I think what's his face uh, is down for the count and uh, uh, Vanna White. So uh, what's his name? Pat Sajak. From, uh, we- Pat Sajak. Yeah. It's not that I. I know lots about these people. I just have a head for useless fucking information. So yeah, Pat Sajak. Yeah. Vanna White. So yeah. So first of all, like she still looks like she's like 35 years old. Good for her, man. That's what the fuck? Well, I mean, that's, that's, there's, there's an app for that. So (laughs) I guess, but I thought that there was something wrong with Pat Sajak. I think maybe he got like uh, COVID or, or something like that. I, you know, I'm if, if any of the game show hosts can get a disease and die, and I had to, I got the option of picking one, that would probably be Steve Harvey. So, just because. Oh, I'm so tired. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, the, the first like 300 times he, they prompted a question that's obviously going to respond, on Family Feud, you know, that's going to come up with an answer that, you know, makes them. The, the contestants say something fucking inappropriate. I mean, it, he, he was, he was pretty, pretty fucking funny in that role. He's basically a live version of the YouTube react videos where those fucking hammy motherfuckers watch something that they've seen before. And they're like, Oh my God. Whoa. So I was like, I can't believe fucking wonder woman saved that kid or oh shit. I don't, I don't, I try to avoid those things. <laughs> Although, well, you know what? I, I will admit to it. I, I, I was going to suggest that we do some of that. <laughs> I just hate the YouTube fucking just sphere. It's just so insincere. It's like every video title card is like some guys like, or, you know, just fucking fuck you, man. Be authentic. Have a genuine reaction to shit. And you, when you have genuine reactions to shit, they don't come all the time with a camera in your face. When you, I mean, 
Like right now, I'm probably hamming this up because there's a camera in my face. Although I'm I'm pretty animated about shit in general. So, but you can <laughs> tell when somebody's like, oh, yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just like and subscribe. So, so I just fucking it, insincerity gets me because, you know, I mean, come on, Bullshito. This is, this is a, an existential thing, but fuck. So, yeah, I mean, if we do a, a YouTube thing and this will get sent over to YouTube automatically once it's done. Uh, wow. Uh, there we go. So, and uh, maybe I'll go back in and put a title card. Uh, you and me going, you know, <laughs> some stupid fucking face and like big fonts and shit and like, you know, whatever. It's just, if if we ever do that, then yeah, it's, it's cool. But yeah, YouTube just fucking pisses me off. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about Pat Sujak. Pat Sujak. Okay, yeah, no, I was talking about uh, <laughs> going um that dipshit to get killed, um to come down with a disease and die instead of Alex Trebek, uh, like Steve Harvey. Yeah, that guy. So oh, Steve Harvey. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is basically um, a React video. Yeah. Anyway, no, I was going to divert into this because this is a complete derail. Um. I am a science fiction nerd, you know? Your life has to be about liking something as much as it is about hating shit. And we focus on the shit that we hate, like, almost exclusively on the website. But I am a huge fan of the new Mandalorian and the Star Wars shit to the point where I'm going back to where I was as a kid liking this, you know? Jedi, oh, it's so fucking cool, man! I want to be Han Solo when I grow up! Anyway, so I did sit and watch... 30 minutes for 30 fucking minutes. I wasted of my day watching grown adults react to the last episode of the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. okay. You can tell the difference between the, the ones that are sincere and the ones that are hamming it up, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Cause if you haven't watched it, it it's worth watching seeing grown men who have obviously been disappointed by the last several fucking cluster fucks of movies. Watch this reaction or make it have a, a genuine reaction to an episode that felt like they did when they watched it as kids, felt like the Star Wars that they saw. I'm not going to spoil what happens, but some of these people were legitimately in tears and not in a <laughs> snowflakey kind of way, but fuck. It was like, like you know the scene from Lord of the Rings where um they're, all the Rohirrim like, get together and they're about to charge the assault on uh, Minas Tirith or like, then the Thandon's like, you know, a red day, a sword day, death! You're like, that shit? That, that makes me tear up every time. Because that's, we're, I mean, we're both military, but we're, we will, would have never seen a charge like that in our lifetime, so. Yeah, true. So, I mean, but. I, so I'm still pissed that he didn't have the, uh, uh, the barrel lights in uh, Tom Bombadil. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can only fit so much in, but, but back to the, the Star Wars things, the, the guy's, Mostly guys, because, you know, some of them had, like, a, a, a female co-host, probably their girlfriend or something, that was, like, obviously not as into it as they were, because it's a pretty dude-centric story, and I think they tried to fix it with the last couple of movies. They didn't. It was just bad. Um, but to see them genuinely react, because I felt it, and I don't like react videos, because that whole genre of shit is just fake. But you could tell when it wasn't with these ones. So... That that's my YouTube experience. Maybe I'm warming to the whole thing, to the platform. Maybe we'll have one of these days when you know people aren't dying, when everybody's gotten vaccinated, or when I'm just not worried about any of us like getting sick from being in the same room together. We'll we'll set something up. We'll have uh we'll convert like 
one of our places into a studio and we'll, we'll watch some shit and we'll have genuine reactions and we'll record it because some of those, I've learned some stuff from it and I, I'm warming to it. As long as it's authentic, that's all I care about, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the real deal. So, and, and they are tremendously popular. Like every, like every other video that comes up in my YouTube feed yeah. uh, these days is like, you know, uh, veteran reacts or, you know, something like that. Right. Nine year old so, reacts to Kim Kardashian getting plowed by that one rapper guy. Yeah. I mean, not that they would show that on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure there's a react video to that. Just statistically, it's likely. So, so we had, uh, we, so a long time ago, uh, this would be like, uh, 98, 99, somewhere in there. Uh, we had this client, so we were a uh, consulting firm. We had this client, and this client was uh, in the um, online retail space, basically competing with uh, what was to become Amazon and and, and well, Barnes & Noble. Yeah. So uh, he had this philosophy of, um, you know, this is the greatest idea ever. We can make so much money with this idea because nobody is doing it. Look at Amazon. <laughs> Look at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Nobody's doing this. And it's like well, those are like the two biggest players in the space and they're doing it and you're chasing their tails. But I think there is some value to that. Yeah. Bring an air of uh, authenticity to well, it, I mean, which would I kind of be our shit, right? I like to think that we've established ourselves as a. I mean, come on, that's their entire fucking modus operandi as a bullshit-free medium of a thing. And the people in our orbit, we're all, I mean, we don't all agree on shit, but we all are sort of mutually in agreement that we don't want bullshit. I mean, you don't have the same opinion on things to share the same facts. So that's kind of a, it's sort of an ethos. And so, yeah, I mean, I think like even the fucking, the wildest far- Dis- assholes in, in our orbit could sit in the room together and, and watch something and not have fake ass reactions. Although I swear to God, if we did and you know, somebody's like, Oh my God, just you're hamming it up and just like mugging for the camera, like some fucking debutante, <laughs> you know, I'm going to drag them out of there by their fucking ear. And then we'll just continue the, the, the broadcast. If that's what we end up doing, like we watched Wolf Warrior. I, I wish we had set up to get our, our faces and shit watching it. Cause I mean, that was the first time we saw it. We had no idea what to expect. I mean, we we commented on it through the whole thing, and like none of our audio went through on the fucking feed, so it was just all chat. And so, if, if we do that right, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, I think it would be one of the yeah, that ones that's not a bunch of fucking. That, 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 was, that was actually a really fun uh, movie to watch. Yeah, we just. Uh, need- because we, we had zero expectations. On what this thing was going to be, it wasn't I think, a bad movie, and but it just kind of experiencing like it, it actually ended up being a pretty good movie overall, an entertainment perspective. I fight, for and then that. so I mean, yeah, it, yeah, so yeah, it, it had that national kind of BS in there, and if you go for you Rambo, know, you you should fucking go for this shit, not the first one because that was oh like, yeah, that yeah. was completely fucking. Maybe the second one a little bit too, but you know, by the time of three and seven. They were they were just straight up propaganda. So, which you know, that's so, just, I mean, that, don't hate the game. Yeah, I mean, that, was, that that was fun. So you know, things like that. So 
something that we're, you know, like, you know, maybe one of us has been exposed to. And, you know, so there's obviously going to be a little bit of fake reaction there, but like, you know, bringing everyone else along. Gen X white Um, dudes react to, I don't know, (laughs) fucking Fortnite dances. I don't, let's just not do that. Okay. Let's, some shit that we actually care about because that's why we would be doing it in the first place. Ow. That was, what was the, what was the, what was the Nazi movie? Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Is that no, the- no, no, the, the the one from like the nineties. Oh, fucking American History X. No, no, not that one. Because I mean, the, the, the literally, actual, the only the reason to watch that movie is for the curb stomp scene. I mean, no, hold on, I gotta, I gotta look it up real quick. Ah, fuck you, cedar trees. Uh, hold on, I know how to do this because I know who was in the fucking movie. Nazi right. movie from the nineties. Is it a were the Nazis the bad guy? Well, obviously they're the bad guys. What was it like? A oh, Swing Kids, Swing Kids. That's what it's called. You never watched Swing Kids? That does not. Oh, I would have watched. Is that something? Oh, like it's a great movie. No, Swing Kids. Swing Kids. Dancing? Yeah. Because I'm. I don't think I. It was about Nazi. It was about Nazis Nazi dancing. dancing. Yeah. Well, that's like a double <laughs> reason not to watch it. Because I mean, I think the last dancing movie I watched was Dirty Dancing. That's because I just... Uh, yeah, it. this was this was actually better. That was better? Yeah. yeah well, a did group a dude with a glorious people. mullet lift a girl off the ground to 80s music? Because that's... Yeah, no, this is better. This is uh, like actual like jazz swing music. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. way the fuck off. What was it? What were we talking about? about Alex Trebek dying? Is oh, no, we were talking about we were talking about doing like... Uh, oh. Yeah, well, which okay, it started as Alex Rebeck, then it went to the fact that I kind of want Steve Harvey to die of an illness instead of one of the game show hosts that I grew up with because he's a fucking living. He dude. he should die. He should die of laughter from a really bad joke that one he of his. He should just yeah. die old in his bed because that's what we should say as a nice, especially as two white dudes sitting there talking about him. So uh, let let's yeah. change the subject real real fucking fast. So uh, what's the next one? I, I ran out. You want me? Oh, that was it. So we, we ended well, up I mean, Steve we, could do, we could do we could do COVID election fraud. I mean, well, I mean, we did COVID. That was our last podcast. So, um, and that was actually a really we, good podcast. Somehow, with just right. Me. So we had we had four podcasts this year on COVID. Actually, five. If you go back to January, I forget. We talked about it. Well, yeah. we're, but we're, we we we're actually excited. talked about it. We were kind of joking about it, and then the next month it became a thing. And yeah. Oh, we should. Well, in January, actually... I remember. I, I mean, I will own up to it because not everybody in in January, like, okay, this shit's coming. Stay calm. Don't panic. We don't know what's going to be about. But then a bunch of people jumped in with like they were absolutely sure that no, it's just going to be like a flu. You know, blah blah blah. And people that didn't have any fucking qualifications, motherfucking Doctor Drew of all people, and that guy actually had some bona fide. I mean, he's a doctor. And he did a lot of good fighting HIV in the you know, the 80s and like getting like gay t- kids to come forward and like fighting STDs. And he, he was a good voice in that space. But then somehow in the last several years, he went hardcore fucking. I don't know if he went MAGA himself or he just realized that though that audience is easier to grift off of because when you say things people want to hear, they buy your merchandise. So or they subscribe to your fucking private podcast feed or 
OnlyFans account. I don't know what the fuck the, Dr. Drew's up to today. <laughs> so whatever it is, he went towards that and he was saying, no, this is just a flu and it's just don't, don't, don't worry about it. Go live your life, motherfucker. And, and guess what he came out down with today? And I'm, I'm frothing at the fucking mouth because I'm so fucking enraged about this shit. Yeah, he's got COVID. So, <laughs> man, you can tell I'm, this year has aged me 10 years. It's elevated my blood pressure. I am just constantly enraged about shit. And I try to be pretty chill. I'm I'm not normally this wound up. I, I've cut out energy drinks, which are, are, was a love of my life. I just, yeah, wake up the three or four a day. Uh, I've cut them out because if I didn't, I'd fucking die. I mean, I don't need inter- caffeine uh, to get me through the day. I'm just pure fucking uh, adrenaline rage. rage. I'm just, yeah. Huh? Like, I, you could bottle my fucking serum and, like, mix it into fucking, like, Sprite and then sell that shit. So it's just, it's just filled with whatever fucking hormone controls anger. It's, honestly, I don't know which it is. I mean, it's probably a combination of things, but... <clears throat> testosterone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I last I checked, my testosterone was pretty good for my fucking So, but no, I just... Fuck! That, that's all I have to say about this. That's my year-end statement. So, for the record, my, my year-end thought wrap-up statement is... Fuck! Yeah, so the, the official bullshito... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, rectification or whatever. Uh, the year of 2020 is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe a U. The U is optional. I mean, yeah, it's one of those. If the shoe fits, cram it up your fucking ass. Things. Actually, if it doesn't, it's like, if the shoe fits up your ass, man. <sighs> hey. Mm. I I don't want to know what you're into. Live your best life. But man. Okay, I, I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, I mean, at this point, I'm going to start, you know, looking like I fucking got rabies. <laughs>